Hi, I'm Rachel Goodwin and I'm a channel and healer who loves to teach and empower others. My work is about teaching you how to make a strong and powerful connection with your divinity, your divine spark, soul, higher self, whatever you want to call it, and then bringing that divine power right smack centre into the middle of your life so that it mixes and integrates with your everyday life and your everyday self. To me, this is ascension as it creates an overall rising of vibration and is where my path and yours has always been leading. Welcome to The Magic with Kitchen Witchcrafts. Today we are with Michelle Phoenix and I'm going to read you her bio she wrote. It's rather lovely. And Michelle says, after stepping into my I am presence and embracing my soul magic in 2020, I now walk the path of woman warrior witch, holistic herbalist, cacao kachina and medicine woman. Magic is in my blood and has been my embodiment in various expressions over many different lifetimes. My current path is a powerful potion of green witchery, angelic healing, shamanic medicine and womb wisdom. No funny business, just the reweaving of ancient ways with a relatable modern touch. Life is all about adapting and changing with the times and so too is magic. Kitchen Witchcrafts is a broomstick ride through the magic of age-old recipes, rituals, lessons and teachings. I believe that every moment is sacred and that each of us is a living prayer, constantly in communion with the divine. My sole mission is to guide others with the remembrance and reclamation of their very special magic. You are your own sacred space and life is a ceremony. Love, blessings and magic is Shell Phoenix. I just love that. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember to come over to Sacred You podcast um, Facebook page and drop us a comment what you thought. Um, anything you'd like to share and we'll see you next time. Hello everybody, we have another episode of Sacred You today and I am talking to Ishelle Phoenix from Kitchen Witchcraft, that's me saying it wrong there, I just practiced that and it came out so lovely, Kitchen Witchcraft, there we are.
And you're in South Africa, is that right? Yes, I'm in South Africa, Johannesburg. Wow. Well, hello and welcome to the show. Welcome to Sacred You. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for having me. So how are, how are you today? How's the weather? The weather has been pretty up and down, pretty much um, like what's happening in our world at the moment. It's very unpredictable. It's been cold. It's been hot. Um, much like myself, emotionally as well at the moment, <laughs> to be honest. And we have a full we have a full moon today, don't we? Yes, that's why I thought it was beautiful that we're recording on a full blue moon. It's absolutely amazing. I have to say, I it quite often works out that way that I I do recordings yeah. on the new moon and and the full moon, and I don't even necessarily deliberately make it happen that way, but it just yeah. seems to be like. You know, these moon energies, they want to be used and they want to come through on the show, I guess. Yes, it's divine timing. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk to you today and hear all about your herbs and your witchy work and all of that. But before we get into that, before we jump into all of that, it'd be really nice to hear a bit about you and about where you're from and a bit about your life and being in South Africa, because like, it's it's I've never been I haven't been to South Africa but obviously I know things from the television and from reading books and but maybe bring some of that in it'd be really interesting South Africa yeah you know there's such a misconception people think we've got like lions and sometimes we've got monkeys or baboons coming through depending on (laughs) where you live but um you know it's the jungle it's Africa and it's 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 really quite normal actually once you come and visit you'll see it's it's quite normal (laughs) I bet I bet you get better weather though. We we do. It's it's funny because I'm actually from Cape Town, so that's you know the bottom end sort of, and and the weather is very different there. It's coastal, um. So I've moved to Johannesburg, and it's very strange here because we we have thunderstorms and we've got rain, uh, but it's hot, so it's not cold. It's just it, different parts have different weather, and it's it's quite it's quite fun. But I like where I'm at right now. So what's the, what's the temperature today? That I don't know. Ish, <laughs> I, actually ish. I actually haven't checked ish, yeah. <laughs> checked the temperature. I pretty much, um, I think I just got up and sort of fell out of bed. I've had such a busy weekend with um, with with ceremony and with ritual. Yeah. So okay. I just got out of bed and I was like, here I am, showing up. <laughs> We're on a jersey. <laughs> Well, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. What's the weather like in, in your end? Well, it's about, it's about, it's been about 20 degrees Celsius today, which is a really um, quite warm temperature. It's been really, really cool the past month. Yeah. We've had a pressure system stuck over us, over this northern sort of side of Europe, where it's just raining and raining and loads of wind. And then there's been another pressure system stuck over the, another part of Europe where they're having loads of fires and, you know, the sun is just blazing and, you know, these, these, yeah, we're suffering from like extreme weather symptoms. And, you know, once again, everybody's saying, oh, there really is a climate crisis, you know, and it's like, yes. <laughs> yes but you, there you is. know what? I actually, I, the only reason why I know is because I've been connected to certain people in, in Europe, but they don't report on those things here. They don't, I didn't even know about the, the fires 
in in Greece and things like that. It's just it's not on the news. Yeah, we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we we are, we get certain things as well, but it's the news is very um, targeted somehow. And yeah. I don't I don't mean that in a sort of a conspiracy theory kind of way, but it just people seem to be interested in certain things, and so that's what that's what they report. And yeah, it's a, it's amazing what you miss. You sort of think you'd know it, but you don't. Yeah, it's like a different planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, yeah, it's been nice. It's been nice. It's been a bit warmer today anyway, and next week's looking a bit better. So, yeah, I do I do like to talk about the weather and hear about people's climate because it creates such a different way of life, the type of weather. Well, we've have. just come through winter, um, and it's not my favourite season. I know I'm supposed to respect all seasons, you know, it's the whole um, <laughs> cyclical thing. But um, uh, winter, and I'm a winter baby, and I do not like winter. I love the sun and spring and flowers. And, yeah, so we're going into spring now, and I'm very excited. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. And, yeah, we're just going towards autumn now. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, no, because in Scandinavia, the, 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 especially Denmark, it's very grey in the winter and there's just a lot of yes. greyness. And it's like you really, really need to light candles. And I've taken up winter bathing. I go swimming in the fjord just to sort of. Really? Yeah, because it is. <laughs> I know. I mean, I am the last, people have been so shocked. I am the last person anybody thought would douse herself in like freezing cold water. But it actually is so enlivening. It shocks your body into like switching on all its systems. And it also gives you this big flood of chemicals because your body thinks it's pain, the cold water. So it gives you all these sort of like calming hormones and stuff. And it's lovely. I mean, honestly, if you're the sort of person that likes a buzz, winter bathing, definitely, you know, all the people listening, definitely try it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I should have given that a go. (laughs) I should have given that a go. I heard about that. I think it was uh, Wim Hof. I think he's the guy that helped do those kind of things on mental treats. And I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) I couldn't imagine Oh, me too. Me too. I went, I went because a friend of mine, she she's been doing it for years. And you know, she's in a winter bathing club where they go in the freezing cold water and then they get in the sauna. And okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that unfortunately for me, that's got full now. But but actually I don't mind. I don't mind. I actually quite like going and not really having too many people around like early in the morning. I don't really want to talk yeah. to people anyway. So that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So I mean, have you you born and grown up in South Africa? Tell us a bit about your your story. My story. This is actually, yeah. So I'm I'm actually born in South Africa. Um, not entirely Cape Town. It's a little town. I always call it a ditch. So it's a town called Caledon, and they've got this amazing spring water there. But it was it it's like the epitome of your little you know off grid sort of town. There's really nothing happening. Um, it's everything was natural. Where I grew up, um, we didn't have electricity. We didn't have hot water. We would go and get firewood. Um, I grew up with my gran, so brother and I grew up with my gran and my uncles, and um, 
that's where where everything started with regards to the herbs because she did everything naturally so we got ill she wouldn't go to the pharmacy she wouldn't do anything like that she would just get her herbs grow her herbs she'll make some sort of weird tasting something it tasted vile it was absolutely horrible but it was amazing and so I learned all these natural things from her and she even had crystals she had tarot cards um, but but we were very Christian, you know. We actually grew up, my, my grandpa was a pastor. And so she would teach me these little things, um, you know, while growing up. I had her for about 18 years. And um, I call her Granny Witch. So she still comes to me in spirits. And I think there was a part of, after she passed, that sort of pushed that away because I missed her that much. And I, I didn't want to connect with that aspect of myself because it's just too much like granny I miss her so much but yeah that has now I've moved to Johannesburg and that aspect of myself sort of came back actually during lockdown funny enough we had a lockdown in March 2020 2020 (laughs) yeah and um it was supposed to be for a month so I have a normal job I call it the muggle job anyone watching Harry Potter would know this so it's muggle job and we got a break. So I got a break from this job at my engineering company, at the engineering company. And um, that's when I really got to spend time with myself and and read all these books that I ever wanted to read, I had on hand. And I started working with herbs and reconnecting with crystals and just really connecting with my inner cycles and what's, what's happening, um, taking the time with stillness. And so that's pretty much where um, Kitchen Witchcraft was born. It just sort of sprouted from there. So, um, yeah, that was the start. That's lovely. And like a, an ancestral line there, going back to Granny Witch and who knows how many generations before Yeah, her. Yeah, so we sort of go with that because it's a bit like Practical Magic. It was one of my favourite movies, actually. Um and um, yeah, I, I feel like doing the work, working with the herbs and the plant spirits and with nature, um, I realize now connects me with her even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she lives yeah. through yeah. those things. Yeah, but but I totally understand what you mean about the the not being able to connect with her for some time because my my mum died when I was twenty six, yeah. and it was just such a big it was just so awful for me and it was so painful that she wasn't here anymore that I just couldn't even though like because I really connected with her after she passed and I like did rituals and things to sort of help her pass over but then I couldn't I just couldn't I just couldn't connect with it it was just so painful to me yeah I couldn't I couldn't do it and you know I would listen to people you know, spiritual people talking on television or reading books or people that I knew saying, oh, yes, well, I talk to Fred, you know, every day. He's like, he's still here. And and I thought, oh, I've I've really missed something because I don't, I can't, you know, I can't do this. I, I just, yeah. it was just, but I think, I think everything has its, has its cycle, doesn't it? You know, as we're talking about cycles, everything has its cycle because, for one reason or another, I'm not sure why, I felt my mother come in closer recently. 
And that's been <laughs> that's been really nice. And that's after I mean, so what? I'm 51 now, and she died when I was 26. But it wasn't like that when my dad passed. When he passed, so it wasn't that many years. When there he was, there he was one day. Yes. It's like, oh hi, dad. <laughs> but yeah, my mum. You know, I'm sure there's more. There's more there. More there for me to discover. But. I'm sure other people have these experiences as well. You know, one relative might come straight back in, but another one doesn't yeah. or takes a lot longer. Or I, I think you're you're actually onto something. Um, because Granny Granny sort of came through strongly during that period, but mom, my mom passed away of cancer um, 2019, so that was December, and it was I, I don't know what it was about her passing that sort of opened up the connection with my gran as well. It was it's the strangest thing, but it's like the pathway was now open in, in a way. I don't know how to describe it other than that. But um, so, yeah, it shifted the energies around and it just yeah. sort of now I'm, I'm, it's this matriarchal line, I think. Yeah. With the yeah. Through. yeah. But that's it. I think, you know, people dying that are part of a family system that's so much more metaphysically profound than what we realize perhaps because I have I have noticed like when my dad died I could feel that he took sort of a chunk of stuff with him like you know I don't want to say negative karma or Mm -hmm. use those sort of words but there was a chunk of uh, that belonged to our family It wasn't there anymore it didn't all go because I felt a little bit come back to me and now I'm having to work with it because I think we're all having to you know work with this stuff aren't we in the end in the ancestral line but um the other thing I was thinking about when you were saying that is that I started working with runes after I moved to Denmark and I got really really interested in that kind of Scandinavian way of working with things and and I've done some like Nordic shamanism courses but I started working really intensely with people's surnames (laughs) like spelling their names out in runes and then you work with like the energy of each letter and what was happening with spiritual type people is that their ancestral line the energy of it was just like opening up to them and they could feel like all their ancestors and like the support and it was incredible I mean I didn't expect it they didn't expect it but it's like it opened up those doorways and it was like oh wow we all come from lines of people like us yes that's beautiful I've actually never heard of that runes are very powerful they are Um, oh I love them yeah I actually just when when you were speaking now I thought oh my gosh okay I think I know what happened it, I think that that when someone passes on I you know my, my granny was witchy mom not at all she denied that completely and she passed on and I think when they pass on it sort of everything all their potentials and their gifts come down to the next I think so that may be something to ponder yeah yeah, yeah, because that was another thing that because you know I sort of when I started the spiritual path I was very detached from like the physical side of things in a way and like family and it was all about soul you know I I thought mm-hmm. everything came from the soul and then the longer I've worked 
I've realized that it's a combination of the two, but I've yes. been amazed how much of the gifts and stuff come from your ancestral line. I never really believed that, you know, for some reason I just didn't. But now I've experienced it. It's like, oh, yeah, no, it does. <laughs> it comes yeah. down through our through our bloodlines and we're so much more supported than we realize, you know, by those bloodline so um so what's your was your was granny witch married to the pastor she was grandpa I've got my 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 grandparents are Mary and Joseph and we always had a bit of a giggle at that one <laughs> so I actually grew up in the church um and it's actually still very dear to me I've got so many memories of my my, my grandpa's church that's um you know Sundays we would spend Sundays there and it was a family thing um and now uh funny enough working with I'm also now working with Magdalene Energies Rose Medicine very strongly and it's it's now also sort of um weaving together this journey and I'm understanding a little bit more about um why I'm on this path so um yeah did he know? Did he know she was Granny Witch? He did not know. He no. did not know because she had certain items that I that she, I knew was there and that she would never pull out when he was around. Um, and after she passed away, she left me a few things. And she's like, okay, you know, go into this magical chest. And um, that's where I found everything. And I was so confused. And I thought, what? It's next to Granny's Bible. <laughs> she also left me her bible by the way so um yeah yeah granny was granny was a very interesting character she obviously walked the middle path very well yeah I love that I love that I love that story but yeah God, that must have been a huge shock for you it it was but yet you know um it was the first time I was actually exposed to crystals I don't know what age I was I think I was 18 19 um, and, and actually tarot cards and an actual deck. And it was this old deck. I don't know. I, still today, I wouldn't be able to find it. It looked French or something. So I don't know where that came from. I guess I'd have to contact Granny in Spirit Realm and actually ask her, where did you get this? Where did you get this really old dream dictionary? Where did you get all of these things? But, um, yeah, now uh, being on the path, I now, I now see the deeper meaning yeah. in what they held. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So what, so you were saying about like during the corona time, what happened, what was your process, like your awakening process? What kind of started it off? My awakening, besides the fact that it was, um, that I had the time <laughs> to actually check out of everything, because we couldn't go anywhere. We literally were stuck. I don't know if it worked the same way with you guys, but we couldn't leave. So we couldn't leave. We were supposed to be in for 21 days and... <sighs> Da, da, da. If you, you know you get arrested if you go out and all that so it was just wherever you are in that space with whatever you have and um, it's sitting with yourself and I actually found it incredibly liberating but the, the plant spirit came through or spirits came through very strongly I've, I've got a partner who is on the shamanic path and so he we decided we would do a soma ceremony so then this is the first time first and only time I've ever had that kind of uh, medicine and in the medicine these 
women came through all these old medicine women I feel like my gran was there as well my mom and they kept showing me the plants and they kept saying to me that you need to work with the medicine and the medicine must work and you are the medicine and um, I just saw these herbs and, and, and these flowers and nature, mother, Pachamama. And um, after the, I couldn't forget that. I could not forget their voices. And I feel like I still hear their voices when I work with every herb that I work with. They, they're there. Their energy is, is, it's embedded in my soul, in my heart. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. How how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? 36. Okay. Okay. 36. Yeah. 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 I wonder how many other sort of, you know, people in their 20s and 30s have had a similar thing happening because of the, the corona time and, you know, having had that space and... Not very many. I mean, when I went back to work, I actually didn't want to. They said to me, come back 1st of June, just before my birthday. And I was like, no, please, can you just give me three more months? It's, <laughs> you know, and, and other people would say to me, oh, my gosh, I went crazy. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I could. For me, it was it was a gift. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Just amazing yeah. Um, time for myself. Yeah, yeah. But but I bet out of like if you took like people in their twenties and thirties that are sensitives <laughs> that perhaps you know hadn't had something trigger it before I bet that I bet there was quite a lot of people that you know kind of something happened to them during that time I mean because for me what what sort of like you know started everything off was when my mum died when I was twenty six yeah before that I was completely close-minded I was such a skeptical person I wouldn't have touched a tarot card with a barge pole I was so like anti anything like that and when my mum died it just completely kind of blew my energy like my aura open and like I could sense her around and you know I could feel all the energy and the angels and I was like oh and I was I just finished my training as a psychiatric nurse Oh, good. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> but because it was my mum and I loved my mum so much, I couldn't deny it. I couldn't just like go, oh, no, none of it, because I loved her too much. So I had to sort of stay with the experience. And then, you know, since that time, I've, I've never looked back, really. It's like I've just yeah. gone from, but, you know, there are often these, you know, big events that, that happen that, that kind of blow people open one way all the other but I mean for for us here I mean yeah things closed down very early it was sort of February here where we closed down but we have an autistic son who's eight and my husband teaches university and so he was he had to come home and teach in the room behind me Benji Benji's school closed down for two months and luckily it opened after that but basically we were all here all trying to work and do school and I was so busy I was you know there was all this kind of like people uh, you know use this time for rest and I was just like oh god I wish I could I wish I, you know <laughs> the last I would have really loved to sort of a few months off but it was like no we were it was all we were on crazy time crazy time here so um but I mean yeah that's okay life 
I feel like I'm on crazy time, like all the time, <laughs> actually as well. Yeah. So I know like yeah but with with your with your job is it is it something you can go part-time with or so what I actually the the funny thing is I had my coming out party I call it my coming out party because I launched this witch um I came out of the broom closet actually (laughs) um in the time you know when I was orphan and I would put these statuses up and I put everything on my social media and my my bosses would see this because they're pretty open and I came out you know, got to work and they were like, oh, I see you've become a witch. I thought I was always a witch. I just didn't tell you. (laughs) And they were like, okay, all good, cool. But I've got a pretty easy, well, pretty, I'm I'm pretty blessed because the nature of my, I can do my things. I can, I can perform my functions, my duties, accounts, um, and see to people and they're pretty chill. And so I, I even post and, and blog while I'm at work. (laughs) <laughs> so I'll be sitting yeah I'll get my stuff done and it's pretty relaxed so I'll do whatever I need to do or, or chat to my groups or attend to my other things um and I feel like it's yeah it's definitely a blessing so I'm still earning money um with a stable well let's say stable um Monday to Friday sort of nine to five but then I do my part-time things as well um, when I come, I do it at home. I do it on weekends. Pretty much always working. <laughs> I'm sure this is a transition um, time for you, and it's—I mean, it's great that you can actually juggle both. But I'm sure it won't have to stay like that forever. But I—I I love your Instagram feed. That's—that's that's where I—I I came across you. And um, what, what's the name of your Instagram feed for everyone? So I've got um, Kitch Witchcraft. So they'll find it at Kittridge Crafts. But I've also got, so you'll see a lot of things on there about the little ceremonies I do, the rituals and the spaces that I hold, um, which, you know, there are quite a few, um, and the medicine that I'm working with. And I've also got a label called Potions and Pathways. So that's where I make magical therapy. And that's uh, that was also the byproduct of the Kitch Witchcraft. So it became, it was a blog, um, then it became a podcast, and then it became actual herbal products. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. That sounds lovely. So if you were to give us an example of something, what what would you want to tell us about? Of a magical therapy product? Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, I've got what did I launch first? I've got I've got different kinds of oils. I have something called liquid magic that because you know you can program water and water is is like life force, it's so nourishing. So I've got a couple of products that um we do with flowers. So it's flower um, essence. And I've got like one of my favorites is self-love essence. It is made with the rose. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely, I take that every day. Um, I've got inner child essence and I've got shadow work essence. And those, I think, are probably like my little passion babies. I just love them because you you consume them daily. And they, they've got this amazing ability to just activate these things that need healing, that need to be brought into homeostasis within yourself. And it's just, it's the most beautiful thing. Um, I've now got people reaching out to me suddenly because they're now doing the inner work and they're wanting to explore, you know, what is self-love? What is inner child work? What is shadow work? And these these herbs, uh, or rather the liquid magic, is 
supportive of your journey Mm. yeah that sounds lovely and yeah you mentioned at the beginning that where you were born there was a spring yes water and I've I've been working with water I'm actually I'm an air sign I'm primarily fire and everyone knows this because I have this fire energy so I want to transmute everything and I love fire I want to burn um but um I started my cacao journey with ish cacao in January this year and everything about cacao was water and I was I struggled with her at the beginning because it just really took me into into my emotions and flowing and just learning to to settle more into my divine feminine so yeah what is a very um very special element to me at the moment yeah I love I love springs as well the town where I live in in Denmark in Roskilde we've got we've got about there's about eight springs you can go to publicly there's more than that in the town they're in people's gardens so it's just like we're really really blessed with sacred springs and I just oh it's you know it's just amazing and magical I just love springs I think I need to come and visit you (laughs) magical springs who knows what will spring forth from it (laughs) I I, I wrote a guide actually I wrote a guide because when I first came here from the UK that's all I did for the first year was just go around sort of talking to these springs and I wrote a guide and that was, I don't know, five years ago now. And next week I'm going to give, or the week after, I'm going to give my first public talk on it in Denmark. Yes. That is exciting. Yeah. I got a friend coming to translate for me. I can speak Danish, but only at a fairly simple level. Like to talk about something complicated, I would really struggle. I would really struggle for words. So so I'm really hoping that she doesn't get sick on the day. <laughs> It'll be fine. So you speak you speak one language. Sorry? You speak you speak one language? Well, English. Only English. And you yeah. don't and you sort of a little bit of, of Yeah, I mean I can, you know, I can have an everyday conversation in, in Danish. But to get into anything specialist and to you to know all the words. Then I then I start to struggle. So everyday level is fine, you know, weather, dinner, going shopping, that kind of stuff. But then, yeah, anything, anything specialist, and it like I just get completely lost. I understand yeah. this because yeah. we've got well, obviously we've got like so many languages. But another one is Afrikaans. So I don't know if you know Afrikaans, which is a little Dutch. Yeah, yeah. It sounds a little bit like Dutch. And I can also have that everyday conversation, but I can't. Yeah, you know, the higher grade, I, ca- I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I feel you. Yeah, actually, there was a um, a lady who spoke Afrikaans in my um, language school when I was learning Danish, and she learned so fast. <laughs> so I could, yeah, because the Dutch, and also uh, there was a lady from the Netherlands, and she also learned Danish really fast. So there's quite a lot of overlap. So you you might do quite well with Danish. <laughs> Lee, probably. I'm also trying to learn Spanish, but that's mostly because my daughter, I've got a five-year-old, and she decided that she needs to learn Spanish. Wow. So we're learning Spanish together, and we're not doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some people love learning languages, and me, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to learn a language. 
yeah, but very interesting. But they say there's a certain age that, you know, it's, it's better when they do it young. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but my best teacher now is, is my eight-year-old, our eight-year-old Benji, because he can, he can correct me without yeah. sort of sounding, there's no edges to what he says. He's just telling me because I'm saying it wrong, you know, and I can sort of take it from him. Whereas, like, if my husband tries to tell me, it, like, it doesn't work out so well. <laughs> so he's quite a straightforward, my, my little one as well, she's quite blunt. She's an Aries, so she says it like it is. And you've kind of just got to take the bone, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fire sign as well. I'm a Leo. I just had my birthday. You've got Leo hair. Yes, I know. I know. You've got the main. Just beautiful. Someone told me that I, I went and lived at Fintorn for a while. It's a spiritual community in, in Scotland. And um, someone asked me what my, my birth sign was. I said, oh, it's uh, Leo. And they went, I was thinking that because of your hair. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, oh, haven't you noticed that Leo's have like a Leo mane? And she, she said, that guy over there is a Leo. And I looked over and he had a similar sort of like... like <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I didn't, I, didn't, I was like, oh, my God, fancy that, that's amazing. And it does seem to be true. So you should come and see the lions because you might connect very well with that feline energy. Yeah, oh, my word, oh, my word. But, yeah, I, but, but again, I, you know, I love the water. I love the water. love going in the fuel because it, like, it de-stresses me swimming in that water. yeah. Might have been an, an Atlantean. <laughs> wow, I do think perhaps I was a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, yes, Mentaka. Make a beautiful mermaid. So your work at the moment, where, what's what's your what are you really focusing on with your work, and where do you want it to take you? I guess with regards to the the spiritual work people always ask me that and they go what do you what, you know with work and I'm like which one um because I've got the muggle I've got the magical and I've got the mundane but with regards to the the kitsch witchcraft and um what I'm doing right now is um oh, I'm coming up with some new products I'm always doing my magic and my magic is now sort of combined with cacao so, so I, I still do my herbalism in combination with the cacao and we're, we're using rose. I'm using a lot of rose medicine. I've now come online recently after a really, really hard time, really, really bad time actually in my life. Um, and I've started working with the Sophia Code or working through the Sophia Code. So I've come into rose medicine a lot and the unfolding and I'm now going into working with women and with the womb and the feminine mysteries and so I'm combining my magical therapy and my herbalism with with healing for women working on the womb and, and womb work mm. I can really feel that as, as you talk about it and yeah I've seen I've seen I've seen posts of yours with the rose energy on there and it's just it's really beautiful it's a really beautiful energy I can really feel that so so strong it's lovely it's come through yes I've become very well acquainted with the Marys so we've become firm friends and um they've they've assisted me with 
with the unfolding and with peeling back the layers within myself also so that I can help other people to to return to that purity but it it has been the most beautiful journey and I keep flowers I keep roses in my house every week see this medicine be this medicine I put rose medicine in my cacao and um looking at where I started and, and where I'm going to now there is such there's always been such a pull for for women's work um towards the womb um and and that healing because I feel like it's really necessary at this time so yeah I'm, I'm coming into my my element and it's definitely the rose it's definitely the medicine yeah and that yeah I, I mean I love all this this womb work because like yeah for me like growing up in the time where I did no one ever suggested that my womb could be something other than just I don't know you had a baby in it and then there was loads of problems with it (laughs) and and to have it reframed in the way it has been reframed with the with the womb work is like that's been lovely that's really nice yeah, that, because that's our cauldron. I tell women this all the time. It's your cauldron. This is where you manifest and where you cook. So <laughs> it's our power center. And I, I'm also consciously cycling. So I do the conscious cycling with tuning into, into what's happening in my womb space when, when I cycle and when I bleed. And, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, yeah, that's that's it's become part of me and I really want other women to to experience this as well to feel that unfolding within themselves do you hear much I mean I I suppose I'm just sort of moving from you know one one phase of the womb to the other because I'm going through menopause now and I'm sure there's lots of stuff out there about that but how does the womb magic work when you're not bleeding anymore you're going into crone so you're becoming you become no this sounds bad people don't like it when you let's say wise woman I prefer to say wise woman because that's the next phase um and you can still tune into your womb I believe even if you don't have a womb even if you are not bleeding anymore I think then you would probably watch the cycles of the moon because you won't be having a period, you won't be bleeding, but mm-hmm. um, to still tune into your heart space and to follow the cycles of what the, what's happening, you know, the lunar cycles every 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 week. I see, I just think it came back to me then that I'd forgotten, but I remember reading somewhere and they said that, you know, because you release, there's so much power in like the menstrual blood. So when you stop bleeding, you're like keeping all that power in your womb and having it in your body. And you then yes. you use it in another way. I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten that. That's just come. That's just come back to me. But yeah, I mean, I I'm quite happy to use the word crone. I love it. I want to. I want to kind of reclaim that word as a as a our positive power. and power. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I think that's one of the big things that the world has lost is women with years of experience who have something to say but got silenced because of the history of witch burnings and, you know, women Mm -hmm. like not being allowed to speak, you know, and it's time for us to get back into, because like, I definitely feel it now. I don't need to please anybody anymore. Yes, I have that that need to just sort of be a bit of an old hag. (laughs) 
I see that that happens with age and I'm actually like, I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get into my crone, into my wise woman. Um, and most people would be like, what? You want to age, you know, stop wanting to, it's not that. It's just with what comes with it. But I also understand I'm a mother at the moment. Sometimes I still go to maiden because I've still got inner child um, issues that come up. That's my maiden. You know, I'm working through that, but age wise, I'm in mother and I've got so much respect for these women. Um, I feel like, I don't know if you know about the red tent. You must know about the red tent. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know I know. there's a silver tent as well from, from all grey head. <laughs> there's a silver tent? I did not know yeah. about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so the, the red tent, I mean, just imagine, like, being able to sit in a circle. And this is what I'm trying to do now with, with I call it Wumbala. So I'm trying starting Wumbala. It's, it's, a, it's a women's circle. And I want to get women of all ages into these circles to to share this wisdom, the womb wisdom with each other. Um, it's really important because some of us don't have grands anymore and, uh, you know, we don't have mums and it just needs to be a space for women to be able to share. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I love I love sacred circles of women. I really do. It's really special. Yeah. It is so empowering. But going back to your family, do you know do you know much about your family roots and where your family's from? I'm just curious. Uh, no, my grandfather was Dutch. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was Dutch. My grand, I don't know that much about I know how she grew up. So she had a bit of a Cinderella story where she had uh, stepsisters um and a stepbrother, I think. Um and she had a different dad, and she was always sort of treated um, like an outcast, made to do the housework, couldn't go to school. It was literally Cinderella. And she told me once that she wanted to actually commit suicide at 13 because she couldn't deal with it. They they didn't treat her very well. She didn't know her dad. Um, and, you know, one day my grandfather came home with her brother, and that's pretty much she whisked her off and uh, happily ever after sort of, sort of thing. But I don't really know much about her um you know where she came from I don't really know much about that line um even grandpa not not very much and now in hindsight I'm like I should have maybe I should do one of those DNA things or um what are they called yeah 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 Uh, yeah, I did I did I did I did one I did two actually I did one two years ago and one a year ago because you get ones that focus more on this thing or ones that focus more on that thing and um, I just had a real, I think it's because I moved to Denmark and I'm, you know, not sort of surrounded by British people anymore. And it just made me kind of want to know where am I from? Because the same as you, you know, like my parents, they didn't talk that much about stuff. And there were stories and there was rumours and I had sort of some ideas. But um one interesting thing that I found out from doing this is you take 50% DNA off each parent. Yeah. So there's 50% of their physical DNA that you don't get. Isn't that interesting? Gosh. So it, it's like a real lottery. It's a real lottery, like which which bits of them it, you get. But my, mine came out as, oh, I think, about 30% Irish, 20% Scottish. And, and I think, yeah, it was... 
not quite right, but yeah, 49% English. So I'm a little bit more Scottish and Irish than I am English. And I quite like that. I quite like that too. I think that's amazing. <laughs> well, I need to do, yeah, I actually would be very interested. I think I should. I had It came up for me recently and probably a message from Spirit saying, oh, maybe look into that. Yeah. You know. What was really interesting was I could actually pinpoint counties in Ireland that, that my DNA was from oh and also gosh. some places in England as well and the, the places in Ireland were you know of course places where there'd been real terrible poverty and people had had to leave because you know during the potato famines there was no there was no food and I have so many relatives like in America and Australia and New Zealand you know more than in Ireland unless perhaps people in Ireland maybe don't do these DNA things so much but I think it was just because there was just such a massive outpouring of people from from these areas but I've definitely you know been working with a lot of stuff over the years around poverty and fear that the world's a really bad place and kind of all of those sort of emotions that you can imagine might come from the trauma of like all of your kids dying because there's not enough food and stuff like that I've been working with this stuff for years and years and years. And then when I saw it sort of actually on the map, I was like, oh, wow. You know, just heart blessings to those people and family line. And yeah, it's another way. It's another way of understanding your story. It's really interesting. I love that. Understanding your story. Actually, I wanted to ask you, like, what what changed me when you found out? And now that makes a lot of sense. So it it, um, probably would be um, eye-opening for me as well because there are things that I'm working with too. And where did that come from? So that would probably explain a lot. Yeah. And, I I mean, there's sort of people who will say, oh, don't let anybody have your DNA and you don't know what they're going to do with it. But, oh, dear, you know, I just bless it and hope 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 for the best but I think it really kind of echoes our healing work we're doing with our ancestral lines this people looking up their DNA it's like yeah because I there's a big sorry go on I know I I just was thinking there's a huge emphasis on ancestral healing this year Mm. absolutely the last few years it just got bigger and bigger bigger and bigger but now I was going to say because I have a I have a half brother who I didn't grow up with and didn't know about until I was older and that's from my dad's first marriage but I wrote to him because I have found that chanting like my ancestors names that I know about the surnames in runes is a really powerful powerful way of doing healing and I didn't know my grand's maiden name so I wrote to him because I know that he had quite a close relationship with her. And I said, oh, I'm doing some ancestral work or exploration. I can't remember what word I used, but it was a very, you know, ambiguous word. <laughs> and um, he wrote back and he told me he was the only person that would have known without me having to sort of search church records or something. And he said, oh, when you find out stuff from the DNA um, test, let me know. He just assumed that I was doing, I was doing DNA. DNA. <laughs> and I let him, I let him keep that. <laughs> but 
my family, my 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 family that I have grown up with, they 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 know all about me and all the rest of it. But he's a very very straight guy, and um, we don't know each other that well, so I wouldn't go there just yet. Just yet, yeah. Just discernment. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, I can I can really feel like the energy of like your family. That's why I was kind of curious about it. I can really feel the energy of them the 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 lady who's teaching me um the nordic shamanism she's actually dutch she's dutch yeah what what feeling do you get from that yeah i've actually got my boss is dutch one of my bosses is dutch and And yeah i actually lived in holland for a while and i've never been so maybe i should actually go as well to to sort of be in that energy because i heard it's it's very good for, for this kind of ancestral work to go and visit the places mm. yeah 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 absolutely because although that's what I found like when I've traveled to places is like although there's been a lot of time maybe in between when you were there the last time like as a soul or whatever when you're there physically it's like that's so much more powerful than the time difference you know it's like the time never happened and it's like such a strong such a strong connection yes it's like a quantum link I think that just sort of fits puts you right back or connects you yeah and I've got a friend going to France um because she's she's also now been working with the Sophia Cohen her family are from France um and so she's very deeply connected in and she she cannot wait to go to France because she said I know when I get there it's going to activate something within me yeah absolutely absolutely it will now I was just thinking something then it's just completely completely gone out of my oh I know I know what I was going to ask you are there some tips that you'd like to give to our listeners some some easy things that they can do in their everyday life that you practice in your spirituality and can suggest it's uh, when you when you asked me that or when you sent me the write-up I was like yes yes because this is what I do I do my my motto everyone knows this is making magic in everyday life everyone who knows me and I try to put it out there it's just making magic in everyday life life is a ceremony and you are your own sacred space and so obviously what I do when I when I wake up it's cacao for me cacao connects me very strongly with with the mother energy with the goddess with um with the Magdalene and so I have cacao every every day like every morning I'll have cacao in the evening I'll have cacao and that's I mindfully will have it and it doesn't have to be cacao it can be your herbal anything your tea just to put that intention in for your day you know Um, and your gratitude at the end of the day or in the beginning of the day Um, I'm very very diligent with those practices at least one thing you know you've got to take the time to to tune in and set that intention and then I also I make sacred spaces wherever I go so I've got these little things I'll put things in my handbag um, on the go stuff and I even put a little sacred space on my desk or where I'm sitting at the table just something that that reminds you to connect to spirit to be mindful um, and tune out I'm not that good at breathing but I do try to do like conscious breathing as well 
um, if I feel like something's just too much, or just allowing the feelings to run through me. Um, and obviously, I take my magical therapy because that's what they're there for. They're there. I'll sit, you know, I, I'll spray people. They'll walk past me and they'll be like, what is that? And I'm like, it's sanitary. No, it's actually sacred space spray um, when I feel overloaded. And that's why I've made these products as well. Stuff you can put in your handbag and just um, carry with you like little pieces of the divine. Because mm. that's I love that. I love that. There's something little to remind you to connect to spirit. Yes. Yeah. And it helps. It really does. I promise you, I work in the most cold, um, well, cold, but it's like a corporate environment and there's no, you know. Yeah. Um, so you have to have those little things to to help you remember. Yeah. And I do like my rituals and everything that I'm trying to do now. It's it's like compressed little micro things because we're busy. Life is busy. Nobody can take half an hour to an hour to do a ritual. So you want a ritual on the go. And that's what I do. And so I try to to incorporate that in my life because I'm a mom, too. And, you know, mornings are busy. So I take five to ten minutes in the morning to woosa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's lit. That's all you need. Yeah. If that's all you've got. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. I appreciate what you're saying because yeah, it's always been exactly the same for me as well. Because there's always yeah. been so many things to juggle, and I and, that, and I think that's women, isn't it? You know, we we're yeah. good at multitasking and and we're practical as well. So like, we are. We're very practical, but we've got to make. We have to make it a habit. Um, you know, it's got to be a normal thing. It's like brushing your teeth, and um, the more you do it, I think it's a. They said it takes twenty-one days to. Is it twenty-one? Twenty-one, twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-one days. Yeah, yeah. That's why I do until I until I've got the habit of it. I write up post-it notes and put them around, and then once it's become a habit, then I don't need my post-it notes anymore. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, it helps or little yeah. reminders or something just to yeah. get get it going and then it becomes second nature. Yeah, because if I don't do that, I just forget and then I start something else, you know. It's like... yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting that when you do it enough, when you forget to do it, you can feel the difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, thank you for those. That's really, that's really lovely. But our time's drawing to a close now. But before yeah. we finish... Is there any things that we haven't got to that you wanted to tell us about or any last things you wanted to say? No, I'm actually looking. I made little notes. I normally don't make, but I thought I need to make a little note. So I made little notes and I'm thinking, what, what did we not cover? But I feel like everything that, that we spoke about was, was what was intended um, that needed to be covered and who knows we could probably do another one <laughs> <laughs> oh yes I always say that to people there's always so much more to talk yeah. about isn't there and you know of course like if there's anything particular that you want to tell people about you're always welcome to contact me and say can I come on and you know because we want to hear each other and we, we'd love to hear people who are talking about their passion yeah and I can hear how passionate you are about your work and you're carrying a lovely energy beautiful beautiful ancestral you. line you've got going on there thank you <laughs> just thank you for having me thank you for having me in the space oh you're welcome you're welcome so I hope everyone's enjoyed 
listening to us today, having our having our chat across the globe. Yeah. And come along to Facebook and look on the Sacred Podcast, Sacred You podcast page and, and drop us a line or have a look on my Instagram page where I put this podcast and that's rachelgoodwin.dk. And um, and also if there's other people that you know that you, you'd love to hear interview, drop me a line about that as well because, you know, I love doing this. I love talking to all these lovely people and um, there's so much inspiration that we get from each other and we're just constantly reminding us of these divine truths and it's just so much support and help for each other. So lots of blessings to everyone. Bye for now.
Hey, no, no, na. Ka ua i.